Hello, everybody. Welcome to your Tuesday episode of Max Sports. We're going to break down Monday Night Football and the crazy upset that took place where the Broncos knock off the Bills on the road. We're going to talk about some other headlines going through the league. Before we move to college football, got to give you a recap of what took place this past week. Remember, we only have two more weeks of college football before the college football conference championships and the playoff games come out. So, it's crazy. We're already almost to that. It feels like college football just started sometimes, but uh, maybe that's what you think when you're a Michigan State fan like me and you've missed most of the games this year because they've been very bad. But I digress. Let's get back to the main topic. Let's start with Monday Night Football. We'll move that first after our little intro plays. We'll start with that, and then we'll move to college football in a little bit. Let's get this episode underway. So the first thing I wanted to talk about when it comes to the NFL is obviously this game that took place last night, the Broncos and Bills. And man, it was a tough battle. I thought that the Bills were going to win this one, especially under the lights in their home field. But man, the Broncos came out early, punched them in the mouth and got to a big lead, uh, 15 to eight going into halftime. The Bills are down, but you know what? They score in the third quarter to tie it up. Um, but anytime the Bills tried to come back from that deficit that the Broncos gave them early, the Broncos always re- replied when they needed to. Bills tie it up, Broncos score, score a touchdown. Bills tie it up, Broncos score a field goal. Now, when it comes to this Broncos team, they have been playing really good. I know Russell Wilson got a lot of criticism last year for how he played, especially when he was doing all the Broncos country stuff and there were clips of him like doing squats on the bus or on the plane while they were flying around and just kind of being too much. I think that part of Russell Wilson has been tamed or at least settled a little bit. And I think he's really starting to fit now as the Broncos quarterback. I don't think he's uh, like the greatest of all time or anything this year. but he has been playing very solid. Um, as of right now, Russell Wilson actually has uh, a better touchdown to pass um, ratio than other quarterbacks like Jalen Hurts and Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. Now, is does he get the yards of some of the other quarterbacks in the league? No. As of right now, he's kind of just middle of the pack when it comes to that. He's at 23. He actually has fewer passing yards than Zach Wilson, and they have the same amount of starts. So when it comes to this season, is he getting the ball down the field a lot? Not necessarily. They do have a good run game, though, which is part of the reason why I think that they're not really over-relying on his arm. Plus, he is a dual threat himself. But again, the Broncos have turned things around. They have won a couple games in a row now. They really seem to be changing the tide. They've won three straight, um, which is very impressive. They have some games I view as potential games they could win. Home against the Vikings on Sunday Night Football next week. Um, I think that is a game they can win. We'll have to see how Josh Dobbs can do. Will the hype streak continue? Both of these teams will be getting getting hot at the right time going into that game. So one of them is going to have to win it. I think the Browns, they could win it. We're hearing that Deshaun Watson's having some injury concerns. So again, maybe he's not even there for that game. That could be a potential winner. And then I'm looking at maybe at Texans. It's it's a good team that's been playing well, but they are a young team. Maybe, maybe I'm wrong with that, though. They have been playing pretty solid as well. So this Broncos team still has a chance to get some big wins here. 
I'd say if they want to have any playoff talk, as of right now, they're three and five. So they could win out, and yeah, they, they'd make the postseason. But let's be real. They're probably going to win a, lose a couple games here. I'd say probably uh, maybe that road Texans game, maybe the road Chargers game, and uh, at Lions. That's a three-game stretch that will determine if they make the postseason or not. Because I think if they can win all of those other games and then potentially uh, steal one of those three, I think that that puts them at about 10-7, and seven, which should get them in the postseason. Will it happen? I'm not sure. If I had to bet, I would say probably not. But the path is at least still there, which is not something that could have been said last season. As for the Bills, my goodness, what has happened to this poor team? Um, this was a Super Bowl pick for many people. I thought that they were going to regress a little bit when it came to expectations. I didn't think they were going to be a Super Bowl contender going into this season. I, I still thought they had a chance to win their division against the Bill or against the Dolphins and the Jets and all of those teams. I thought that they were going to maybe be able to win it based on their experience of being able to, and then they would probably flake out in the divisional round or so, or maybe the wild card round. I think this team has slowly regressed because they haven't added pieces to this team. And unfortunately with injuries this year, this is a team that flaked out in the divisional round last year. So th their trends in the postseason have been going down. And then when it comes to this year, they haven't been able to, uh, do anything on the defensive end to get stops. They're missing their two best defensive players. I said this was going to be a problem. Von Miller doesn't look like his former self on this um, on this defense. Josh Allen has had several turnovers. Everyone is saying it's his fault. I'll say this. It's a team game. Yeah, he's partially responsible for it. But I would also ask you guys, what is the other real threat on this receiving core outside of Stephon Diggs? When Stephon Diggs gets shut down, None of the other guys can step up and really change the outcome of the games. So until I see that, I'm not going to throw everything on Josh Allen. I think it's a failed offensive system right now that over relies on him to improvise. And that is pretty much just saying I'm going to do a coin flip whether this play is going to work or not. You don't have any belief in it. You just kind of have to see what he can do with the ball. And sometimes that's an interception. As for Josh Allen, he has almost, I, I believe as of right now, he has the most turnovers out of any player since he has entered the league now. Um, he's got to cut down on the turnovers. I think that that has a potential of doing so. But I, you got to admit, this is not what you would expect for a Bills team that has gone to the playoffs, I believe, four straight seasons now. This team had higher expectations than this. And at 5-5, five and five, their chances of making the playoffs – are not very good. Now they lose a tiebreaker to a team in Denver where if they have identical records, they're going to be the ones outside looking in instead of the Denver Broncos. If we look at the standings real quick, as of today, the Buffalo Bills are going to be the 10 seed, which means that there are two teams ahead of them. And again, Indianapolis has a tiebreaker over Buffalo based on conference wins. So that win last night really could have helped them. At least they would have been nine. How about Cincinnati? Well, the Bills already lost to Cincinnati, so they have a tiebreaker over them as well. And then you got a team like Houston who's a game ahead of you as well right now. So Buffalo, I don't know what, what needs to change, but it needs to change fast. It's not going to get any easier for this Bills team. Their next five games go... Uh, versus the Jets, who they've already lost to, at Eagles, at Chiefs, versus Cowboys, and at Chargers. Wow. 
I'd say there's maybe only two games left this season that are absolute locks uh, for them to potentially get wins. I'd say the Jets maybe just because they they should be able to, should be able to outperform them at home and then probably versus the Patriots at home as well. I think those are games that are wins, but as of right now, I love the Bills. I think they're a fun team to watch. I'm not picking them over Dallas right now. And I don't even, I, with my personal biases, I am not a Dallas fan by any means. So, uh, but I would still take Buffalo uh, to lose that game versus the Cowboys right now. So that would put, um, if the Bills really only won those two games left that I think they would be, that would put them at uh, seven and 10 which is not acceptable if you are the Buffalo Bills with the expectations you have set yourselves over the last couple of years. But now they have lost um, they have lost four of their last six games. And those only those wins that they have had come at the hands of the Giants at home and the Buccaneers at home. Like the, this has not been a good football team this year. And I think they will be heavily exposed by some of these teams coming up. Um it's a sad thing to see because I think this is a fun team to watch. And this has been one of those teams that has gotten to the spotlight so many times in the last few years with Josh Allen, you know, losing last second to the chiefs. Um, they've, they battled the chiefs multiple times in the division round. Um, and they might not even make the postseason this year. So keep an eye on the bills. If they have any chance of potentially being able to come back, they need to get a wins here. If they pull off a win against the Eagles on the road or the chiefs on the road, this could turn the whole ship around. But as of right now, they probably only have two more losses left that they can take this season. If they want a playoff spot, let's move to other topics around the NFL. I mentioned it a little bit when we were talking about playoff seating and who's who and where's everyone at. And um, I'm in hearing this about the Cleveland Browns. Um, the uh, Cleveland's quarterback, Deshaun Watson, is undergoing an MRI on his left ankle. Uh-oh. Um, he injured his ankle apparently in the first half, but played the rest of the game after getting it tested and taped at halftime. Um, he said he was going to be fine right now. He said he's not feeling well, but he'll be ready to go um, and ready for any opportunity. So... I will say Deshaun Watson hasn't been amazing in his time with the Cleveland Browns. He has not been his former MVP candidate self like like he was when he was at uh, Houston. However, he has been able to play much better in his last couple uh, appearances. And I think that the thing that this Browns team needs the most is a stable quarterback at the position. I mean, a guy that's actually going to be there every week. He hasn't been the case so far, and this ankle injury sucks. You hope it's not gimp. You know, it's, he's not going to be gimpy from it. You hope he's not going to miss um, his kind of dual threat ability. You, you want him to be able to create with his legs. That's one of the things that he's really good at. You don't want him to be just kind of a statue in the pocket. Now, I they're saying he's going to be fine. They're saying he's going to be, um, you know, probably questionable throughout the week, but. I will say this, they have to, they have to 
uh, keep Deshaun Watson healthy if they are going to win a playoff spot and potentially go anywhere this postseason. You saw the difference between them in this game when they had Deshaun as opposed to other games this season when the Browns have lost, um, when they've had like P.J. Walker at the helm or Dorian Thompson-Robinson. They need to have Watson healthy if they're going to go on a run. Let's move over to the college game. I like doing college football talk when it comes to uh, these Tuesday episodes. We have the college football playoff rankings come out. I'm going to try and predict where I think every team is going to be. And then let's talk about playoff scenarios. I think that'll be a fun topic. So let's move on into that. All right, let's move over to college football. Now, The college football playoff rankings, the official ones that determine who is in and who is out, um, those come out at like 7 p.m. tonight or 8 p.m. Unfortunately, those come out later than I can make this episode, so I usually talk about what could be the case after last week's game. So first things first, I think there's only a few teams that really have a chance at making the postseason as of right now mathematically. Um. Ohio State is one. Uh, Georgia, that's another pretty safe pick for a a playoff spot. Michigan has a chance. Florida State, Washington has a chance. I still believe Oregon is in the hunt. Texas, Alabama are both still in the hunt. The final one I could say maybe has a chance would be Louisville. Um, They're eight or nine and one. And if they run the table and beat an undefeated Florida State, you'd think that they'd at least have a chance at the playoff. Now, We don't get to see what the updated rankings are. However, all of those teams I have mentioned won last week. So I'd like to think that this is how the ranking is going to go. I'm not going to go after the teams that I think are in the playoffs because unfortunately nowadays do the top 25 rankings really count when you really need to be, you know, number four to get in. It it doesn't make sense, but I'm just going to name the teams in order of how I think it's going to be tonight. I think Ohio State's going to stay at number one. I think Georgia is going to stay at number two. Michigan, I think, will be three. Florida State, I think, will be four. Washington will be five. Oregon will be six. Texas will be seven. Alabama will be eight. And I think Louisville will be nine. I think that is how it is going to be because Ole Miss and Penn State ahead of them both lost. I think Louisville takes their place. I think if we really want to put a number 10, it'll be Oregon State. So that is where I think it's going to be. Um, Maybe Missouri goes there at 10 or 11, so keep an eye on them as well. Um, But overall, I do think that that is how it is going to look. Um, I think those are the only teams that have a chance for the postseason because, again, teams that I mentioned just outside of it, like um, Kansas or Oklahoma or Missouri or Tennessee, like those teams – they have too many losses in order to have a chance for the playoffs this year. Maybe once the expansion comes or whatever, but as of this year, there's too many undefeateds this late into the season for um, any of those teams to have a chance. Now, how does the path to the playoff happen for some of these teams? First things first, I believe Michigan and Ohio State are both going to be in this playoff. No matter what people think, I know there's scandals with Michigan. I know some people think Ohio State hasn't been worth the number one team this year. You know what? Both of those teams are going to be getting in because at the end of the day, they're going to win their their games next week. Both of them will. So they'll both go into this up uh, the the game. We'll just call it the game. Um, they're go, both going to be eleven and zero. And I think that no matter who wins or who loses, 
they both get in. Now, one will probably get the number one ranking in the nation. The other one will probably get the four spot, most likely. But what's going to happen, in my eyes, is that the loser probably falls to number four or number five. And then maybe a Washington or a Texas jumps them. And what happens is, let's just say it's Michigan that wins. They'll destroy Iowa in the Big Ten championship game. They'll probably get the number one spot in the playoff. And it happened last year. I wouldn't be shocked if it happened again. One of these teams that has to play a conference championship game will come up just a little bit short, and they'll lose their Pac-12 championship game or the, the ACC championship game, and Ohio State will move from 5-4 to four and get in. I think that's how it'll be. I think that's how uh, the committee would honestly like it to be because you could argue then at the end of it, well, they didn't have a, a – conference championship win but you know what they their only loss was to the number one team and they were number four at the time or something like that so it's like they they, they are going to try and get ohio state and michigan both in i truly firmly believe that as for georgia uh, i think they're a lock to make it in as long as they win out um again it could be one of those where similar to michigan and o- ohio state if Chaos happens and some of these teams from number four to number seven lose. Um, Alabama could be a second SEC team that gets in because you could do a similar argument of if Georgia's undefeated and hasn't lost in two years and loses to Alabama, maybe in a close battle, maybe Georgia falls to four and Bama moves up to two or something like that. So these are all poss- possibilities. I could see this being the case. However, Um, Let's talk about some of the other teams that rightfully deserve some talk on this list. Let's move to Florida State here. They have not looked perfect by any means over the last couple games. Um, They had a close battle against Miami. Uh, They've had maybe a closer than they would have liked against Pitt to start until they pulled away. Um, They've had some close battles this year. Now, they're playing North Alabama this weekend. I don't even know if you can bet on this game because they're probably favored by 100. But, yeah, this is the game they're playing. The North Alabama Lions didn't know that they were a school until today. Um, And they should handily win this one. Like, this has to be like a 50-0 blowout here. I think they will do that. But then we have to talk about the Florida game. This game's going to be more of a test. Yes, Florida isn't great, but it's in the swamp. It It is where the Florida Gators play. It's where they play their best. Yes, Florida has lost three straight games, some of them fairly ugly, to an Arkansas team that most likely will be firing their head coach, to an LSU team by double digits, to Georgia by 23 points. It hasn't been pretty for this Gator team, but they would love to play spoilers against their in-state rivals in the Seminoles. So that is a game you're going to want to keep an eye out for. It is a night game as well. I firmly believe Florida State needs to run the table if they are going to get in. If they lose uh, before their conference championship game, I believe that they will be on the outside looking in. Even if that means they are the number five seed or the number five ranking, I believe if they lose the Pac-12 champion, Washington or Oregon will get the advantage back in over them. It's just not, it's not always if you lose, it's when you lose. And now is a time that Florida State cannot. Um, Let's talk about Washington and Oregon. I think that they have a chance to potentially get into the postseason if 
the game, the Ohio State-Michigan game, is a very one-sided affair. You could argue that there's a chance that Ohio State would not deserve to get in or Michigan would not deserve to get in if they lost the game by like 24 points or something like that. Um, I think the the big game, as long as they stay undefeated and it's a number five versus number six ranked matchup again, you could argue that, that the winner of that game really would deserve to jump a couple spots and maybe get into the playoff talk as well. Final guy that we want to talk about here, it's got to be Texas. Texas has a rough one here because – the problem is they don't really have that big win that can get them back into the playoff talk. They have the Alabama win, but that Oklahoma loss is really killing them now because Oklahoma is not the team that we have been uh, that we saw when they beat Texas in the Red River Shootout. Um, they got Iowa State on the road, and then they got Texas Tech. We're still not sure if Quinn Ewers is going to be back for these games yet, but you know what? I'll tell you right now. I, I'm worried that the Texas Longhorns aren't going to get in because they don't have um, that big win that can really get them in now. They don't have a, a number five Oklahoma that they could beat and jump several spots. They might play, uh, I'm trying to think of who they would even play in the, the Big 12 championship game. As of today, it would be Oklahoma State. So um, that would not be a big enough win to get them several spots up. Unfortunately, I think that Texas might also be on the outside looking in as of today. So if I had to give you a prediction of who I think will be in the playoff when time comes, my guess will be, if I had to take a guess, I would say Michigan, Georgia, Ohio State, and Oregon. Those will be my picks. Tell me if I'm crazy. I would love to know what you think about it. Um, When we're talking about uh, college football playoff talk, Let's also talk about some Heisman talk for a little bit. Now, the Heisman watch has kind of been more of a quarterback award over the last couple decades. It's usually just the best quarterback or the most popular player. Um, But this year it's a little different because uh, our our guy that's most likely going number one overall, it's going to probably be Caleb Williams. But he, due to the losses, due to his team not even being in the rankings – He's probably not winning a a back-to-back Heisman. So this leaves a lot of other quarterbacks available. I think as of right now, it's got to be the favorite between two uh, Pac-12 quarterbacks, either Bo Nix, the Oregon quarterback, or Michael Penix Jr., the Washington quarterback. Their stats are absolutely electric. Their teams are obviously in the hunt for a playoff spot. It could come down to who wins the Pac-12 championship because if Bo Nix leads Oregon to beat Washington and get into the playoff, there's a good chance he could win the Heisman. Um, I don't think any of the other quarterbacks in the in the playoff hunt right now, like J.J. McCarthy or Jordan Travis, um, have a real chance of, of getting it. Uh, Carson Beck, I think Brock Bowers had a chance, the tight end from Georgia, just due to how amazing of a player he's been until he got injured. So I think it's got to be Bo Nix or Michael Penix Jr. If I had to take a guess, I'd probably bet that it would be Bo Nix as of right now. Now remember, the Pac-12 championship game is a neutral site game, I believe. Um, and I like the, the thought of Oregon being able to maybe bounce back and get Washington if they get a rematch against them. I think if they avenge their only loss and do so in style, 
I think we will see the Oregon Ducks in the playoff. They are a playoff pick for me in my eyes. Love to know what you think about it. Let's move around to just some random top headlines real quick. Um, to start things off, coaches fired left and right. Uh, Mississippi State has fired their head coach after only 11 games. Now, remember, he stepped in to be the head coach after the unfortunate and sudden passing of their former head coach, Mike Leach. I think Mississippi State will be a very desired job as the SEC is expanding. There's going to be, want to be people that want to get their chance in the South and really get a chance at winning uh, big. And I think Mississippi State's a good chance for them to do so. Um, I don't think it's as desirable as the Texas A&M job, but that's where we're at right now when it comes to that program. When it comes to Texas A&M, if I had to have one name that I think would be the best fit or the most likely fit for A&M, it will be Duke head coach Mike Elko. He's been able to turn that Duke program around fairly well. I think that, um, I mean, usually Duke is not known as a football school by any means, and he has them bowl eligible this year despite missing their quarterback for parts of the season. I think this has been a very impressive run by um, Elko, and I think that he could get an opportunity at uh, Texas A&M. He's, a, he's an alum, and he's a former coach there, so I like the thought of him going there. Um, when it comes to other coaching moves, former Michigan head coach Brady Hoke is going to be retiring after this season. He has been San Diego State's head coach the last few seasons and had some pretty solid runs as at, at times as the head coach of San Diego State. Congratulations on a long career, and hopefully you have a very happy retirement. Um, I'm trying to think of other coaches that could be on the hot seat this year based on where they're at standings-wise. If I had to talk about some in the Power Five at least, we definitely have to talk about the Big Ten, and we're really going to be talking about Minnesota. P.J. Fleck. He's been there for almost seven years now. It's crazy. It feels like that's been the case. Um, they're one of the worst Big Ten teams in all of football this year. Um, Indiana, Tom Herman, he's probably going to be gone as well at three and seven. They're not bowl eligible. He's probably going to be gone. They have one Big Ten win all season. Um, Purdue, it's a first-year head coach. He'll be able to turn stuff around. He'll get another chance. Um, outside of that, maybe Bo Pelini. Uh, not Bo Pelini. What am I talking about? No, he was the former Nebraska head coach. Um, oh, who's the current head coach at uh, Illinois? I'm blanking on his name, but I'll, I'll get it to you by the time that happens. Uh, Brett Bielema, not Bo Pelini. Yeah, Brett Bielema. He has some chance chances to be fired as well. I mean, they, they've started to turn their season around, but it's a little too late. Um, again, th it probably depends on if they go to a bowl game or not this year. If we move to the SEC, other guys that could be let go. We got to talk about um, Arkansas. I mean, Arkansas at three and seven. Um, they have been trending down the last couple of years now. This was a team that had a lot of promise just a couple of years ago, and uh, Sam Pittman has not been able to turn this team around in recent years. They only have won one game in their last like eight, so or in their last seven. So it, it is not. Uh, it has not been a good sign for this Arkansas team. I think they had higher expectations coming into this year, and they have yet to meet them. Um, expect a new coach coming out to coach the Razorbacks next year. Other than that, that is where I'm at with coaches that could be on the hot seat. Um, my final candidate could potentially be, if we look at the ACC, 
definitely the Pitt Panthers um, at two and eight. Bull eligibility is off the table. They've lost four straight. I mean, they have the, the most wins they can get to now is four. Pat Narduzzi's been there for a while now. They haven't won a, a ACC championship game in in two years, and that's kind of been an outlier of a season. Now they trended up for a while. Now they've gone crashing down the last couple of years. I think Pat Narduzzi could be on the way out in Pitt. So those are the hot coaching or the hot seats around college coaching right now. Tell me what you think about those. My name has been Max. This is well, Ben Max. My name is still Max. Um, this has been Max Sports. Thank you all for listening. Remember, Wednesdays are our power ranking episodes. Can't wait to get through those with you guys. Um, I love kind of telling you who I think some of the hottest teams around the NFL are. Um, after that, Thursday, those are NFL pickums. I break down Thursday night football and give you picks for the weekend. And then Friday is our college episode again, where I kind of go through the state of the country when it comes to college football give you my picks for college games, and then set you on your way for another great weekend of football. Take care, everybody. I will be seeing you tomorrow. Bye-bye.